Food, water, shelter, and nesting are all vital to attracting birds to your backyard. Multiple food sources are also helpful. Shop a wide variety of feeders, waterers, and bird food at Blaine's Farm and Fleet to keep your feathered friends happy and healthy all year long. If Old McDonald was real and actually had a farm, she'd talk about it. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Well, how'd you like that weather yesterday? Guess what? The good news on a Thursday, more of it coming back around. Morning, everybody. Fabulous farm made Pam Yonke. Tickled to have you along with us. Do want to remind you, we are going to have our friend Ryan Yonkman, Vice President of EverAg, join us as well. Had a pretty good run yesterday as far as our dairy complex was concerned. Both the barrel cheese as well as the double-A butter were up. Class 3 fluid milk is trading a little stronger. We'll find out what's driving some of that activity when Ryan joins us in about 45 minutes. Weather-wise, like I said, yesterday was glorious and today is going to be even better. Partly sunny skies today, 43 are expected high. Winds out of the west may be up to 10 miles an hour. Then tomorrow we start cooling down just a little bit. Cloudy skies and 38 on Friday. Saturday, cloudy and 39. Sunday, we've got about a 68% chance of morning snow showers on Sunday. 37 are expected high. And then Monday, back to mostly cloudy skies and 37. Just looking ahead, looks like we're going to stay dry next week with temperatures probably in the upper 30s. We'll see if Stumach, our ag meteorologist, agrees with me on that. He's just around the corner, too. Innovation, that's BioVet. Livestock producers rely on BioVet for microbial and nutritional support. Keeping livestock eating and productive. Make BioVet your trusted partner for your livestock health since 1991. Learn more at BioDanceVet.com. Innovation. Protovate Nutritional Seed Enhancer is an 80-20 talc graphite replacement that provides the critical nutrients corn and soybeans need for early and uniform emergence. Learn more at getgreatergrowth.com. We talk a lot about row crops this time of year as the harvest wraps up in Wisconsin, but today we are featuring a specialty crop that really shines this time of year. I'm talking about Christmas trees. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Wisconsin is a top Christmas tree producing state, so I decided to visit Han's Christmas Farm in Oregon, Wisconsin. Greg Han is the second generation on the family Christmas tree farm, and he's got good news for customers that despite a dry year, the verdict around the state has been that this year's crop looks great. And it's good news for the farm as well because demand is so high. Greg says people want to keep it real this Christmas with a Wisconsin-grown tree. Yeah, it's great for agriculture. Um, You know, this is a specialty crop. The USDA sees it as a specialty crop. We have our own checkoff program, actually. So, yeah, it's it's nice to see that people are interested in our crop now. Uh, We really enjoy that people understand the benefit to growing a Christmas tree here in Wisconsin, the benefit of the natural habitat that it gives us. Um, So, yeah, we're seeing a huge uptick still. Uh, COVID was fantastic. One of the industries that it was good for because people could get out and get a live tree. And we saw a lot of people putting those artificial trees in the dumpster. So that was nice for our industry. When do you really kick things off and what have you seen so far in terms of demand? So yeah, we're one of the few that opened November 1st. We've always opened November 1st just because we're here making some wholesale wreaths. Um, and 
it just gets earlier. People want them earlier. But on the other side, the religious part of Christmas, um, unfortunately, has kind of went away for some of these people where they're taking that tree down right on the 26th of December. So they don't have it up through the Epiphany or anything like that. So they're getting it earlier, um, just like we see with all the holidays, decorate earlier and take it down as soon as it's over. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned about the length that the, the tree can or cannot stay up. When people have it at home with them, how long does a real tree typically last? Uh, it should easily last in that six, seven weeks. Um, so that shouldn't be an, a concern. There's always products on the market that you can put in your water. Uh, people ask me that all the time. Uh, we sell a product called Forest Fresh. It's a tablet that you put in. There's other tree preservatives also on the market that that uh, do help extend your life of your tree. Uh, the key to that, though, is making sure that you had a fresh cut on the tree. If you cut it yourself or if you even go to a lot or different farms, make sure you cut that inch, inch and a half off of the stump of the tree so that the water will uptake a little bit better because it does seal off. Just like if you're clipping a branch on a tree in your house, you see that sap come out and that seals off that wound. That's the same thing as when you cut a Christmas tree. So always do a fresh cut within an hour, hour and a half of putting it into water in your home. These trees are what, eight, eight years old this year's crop? Yeah, this year's crop is eight years old, eight, nine, ten, depending on the height that you have. Uh, a lot of people with the drought as uh, cash croppers and, you know, even dairy farmers know that we had a, a rough drought this year. So that really did hurt our first and second year trees. But once that tree gets to that three foot size, it can handle being a little drier. We had a great fall, uh, maybe again, not for the corn farmer, but we had a great fall for ourselves because those four or five inch rains that we had in late September, those tall eight foot trees just suck that water right up. And it's great for harvest time because those trees have water in them. So they're not, they're not stressed to begin with. So I think we'll have a great year of uh, needle retention in your home once you take that tree home. Kind of continuing the comparison to row crops, is it harder or is it easier to have to protect a tree from pests and disease over eight years versus just one year? Yeah. You know, as a farmer, it's the same as the other crop farmers. We always have our specialty uh, uh, pests that we have. Ours is deer damage. Um, as the herd population gets larger in Wisconsin, we're seeing more and more nibbling, uh, more in the northern part of the state where they have a deeper snowpack than we have down here in the southern side. Um, but there, I've, I've walked along uh fields of 100,000 trees and the first three rows are just completely cleared by uh, uh, grazing of deer. Um, so deer damage is something different in the Christmas tree crop than uh, some of the other row crops. How would you rate this year's this year's crop of trees, and how does it compare maybe to, to some of the seasons you've had in the past? With the lack of rain, it was very odd. Those trees just didn't get the lateral growth um, on the sides, but the density really filled in. So it seemed like it had the energy to fill all the little branches on the inside, but it knew because of the drought not to go so wide laterally. Uh, we still saw the tops fill out nice, and the leader came popping up in their 12, 18 inches that we need there. Um, so I think the quality of the tree was, it was surprising to a lot of us how they densed up. Um, so I think the customer really liked that. Remind us again, Greg, of the acreage you've got here. Uh, we're doing 50 acres. You can get about 1,000 to 1,200 trees per acre. So we're running about 70,000 trees here at this farm with 50 acres. And how many varieties do you offer? 
Uh, we offer five varieties, but the Fraser fir is still the most popular. Balsam fir is coming up. Uh, people don't mind the needles all of a sudden because they really want that fragrance. And the Wisconsin balsam has that fragrance. It's a workhorse of filtering air in our lower alta, uh, elevation here. So it really draws a lot of air in and it gives out a lot of smell in your home. Unfortunately, if you can put that to needle retention, it's drawing a lot of air in and putting a lot of uh, smell out. That also is kind of drying that tree out a little bit quicker, but you have to have that trade-off. So when we educate our customers that what's the best smelling tree, we're talking about the balsam fir is the best smelling. However, you're going to see more needles on the ground with it. I can attest to that, that it is fragrant. You're, this whole property just smells like Christmas, as it, as it probably should. <laughs> yeah, and the one thing that we don't touch on enough, I don't think in our industry of Christmas trees is all of the greeneries. What you smell here in the greeneries, we do about 7,000 wholesale wreaths. I have 100 people on staff making wholesale wreaths, and the press doesn't touch on that just quite enough how much that brings economy into the into Wisconsin. We're making wreaths, we're making porch pots, we're making those kind of greenery things also besides just selling the Christmas trees. And that's a lot of jobs um, and a lot of um, short-term jobs for people to just get quick cash to spend on Christmas presents and you know different uh, things that pop up during Christmas. How did you do this year in getting enough staff for your busy season? This year, the staff has really come out. We've had uh, great employment this year. There was more for maybe the first time in eight years I've had to turn some people down, uh, where last year we were using a temp agency. So it's been wonderful uh, for this year. I wanted to follow up on the variety aspect. The You offer five varieties here. But if it takes eight years to, to bring a tree to maturity, you've got to think pretty far in advance of what people are going to want come the time to harvest. Right. My crystal ball and my psychic really helped me quite a bit. Uh, we try to try to predict what it is. The Fraser fir has been around a long time, but that's what the associations do. Um, being a part of the National Christmas Tree Association and the Wisconsin Christmas Tree Producers Association, we come together and we're looking at those specialty or we call them exotic trees. Uh, as it comes in. When I bought the farm 20 years ago, I had to clear cut about 6,000 scotch pine because scotch pine weren't popular at that time and we overproduced. And then we got into more of the balsam fir and a lot of the short needle and then eventually the Fraser fir. So Greg, folks that are coming to the Christmas tree farm to maybe get a tree for the first time, or maybe they've been doing this for generations. Let's do a little lesson here on air today. Okay, you pick out your tree. Now what? What, what's that process to get into the vehicle and to transport it home? Yeah, we can even go back another step, too, because we get phone calls quite a bit. Do you have saws? Do you? Ha what do I need to bring? And I just say you're a glowing personality so that you have fun and with the family. So the best part is you can come here. We have the saws. We have wagons going out to the field. You can cut the tree. You can uh, put it on the wagon to bring it back. And then we shake the tree um, with the density of the trees. There's some brown needles on the inside. Doesn't mean the tree's dying. It's just that photosynthesis couldn't get inside that tree and keep those needles green. So we shake that out so that it's not on your carpet when you open it up. We run it through a baler, string baler, bales it. And then we have staff here that you can tie it right onto your car. So really, um, you could even go one step farther and have a pre-cut tree where you really wouldn't have to touch the tree until you get home. The other little funny thing is make sure that you do not drive into your garage and rip the tree off the top of the car. We've had a couple people that have come back and had to buy a second tree because they forgot it was on there. 
And I suppose it's all a part of making those family memories at the Christmas tree farm. I'm sure many of you listening have entertaining stories of bringing a real tree home. We're talking with Greg Hand, the second generation on Hand's Christmas farm in Oregon, Wisconsin. And the news from the southern end of the world's longest barn is that the Christmas tree crop looks good this year, thanks to timely rains earlier this fall. If you want to find a Christmas tree farm near you, you can find a map of growers at the Wisconsin Christmas Tree Producers Association's website. That is christmastrees-wi.org. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Stephanie Hoff. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. You know when you've really made it? When you finally have your own place and you can decorate it the way you want. Your Aunt Betty used to sleep on that old couch. It's time to turn drab into fab with lazy luxury from Lazy Boy Furnishings and Decor. That chair, it belonged to the dog. Time to start styling. Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy. Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor, Madison, East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. Pest control? You've got a guy for that. Car repairs? You probably have a guy for that as well. For someone to custom design a unique piece of jewelry for you, or help your current pieces look sparkling fresh, that needs to be William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Affordable and local, William Thomas Custom Jewelry will help you create a desirable, one-of-a-kind piece that you'll be proud to wear for years to come. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. Is your biggest fear of having dermal filler in the face looking overdone? You are not alone. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Dermal filler treatments at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie restore fullness and fill in wrinkles in areas of the face, such as the cheeks, under eyes, lips, and around the mouth. It's very difficult to look overdone with non surgical dermal fillers due to the amount that's typically injected. Did you know that one syringe of filler equals one-fifth of a teaspoon? One fast food ketchup packet is equivalent to eight syringes. As long as your treatment is performed by a skilled medical professional, you should have the natural looking results you desire. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Roses are red, violets are blue, and you bet she'll be talking farming with you. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, right now, let's talk about weather instead, because that's a pretty decent story to tell as we get started on a Thursday morning. Stu our Ag Meteorologist, joining us today. Yeah, yesterday turned out to be a beauty. Anybody that uh, had south-facing anything saw the snow disappear pretty quickly. Uh, you know, I don't... I, I think the ground's still pretty frozen, but, you know, it was nice to clear it out and uh, get ready, I guess, for the next round, but it's not coming today. It's not coming today. We'll clear up a little more of that today because I expect we'll have more sunshine, and our day starts with southwest winds. That means there's a lot more mild air, and we'll look at temps this morning. Most of us in the very low 30s. Uh, the normal nighttime low this time of the year is in the lower 20s, you know, about 23 degrees. So we're almost 10 degrees above normal for a nighttime low. That's not a bad way to start the day. Add a little sun to that, 
and that snow and the, the buildup is going to thin out somewhat for us. So we get some improvement today, but it does change a bit. There's a cool front just edging into far northwest Wisconsin this morning. And that cool front will push east and southeast through the state today. Those south winds become northwest at La Crosse already yet a bit later this morning and then turn to the northwest later in the afternoon across the eastern part of the state. But that front moves through. No precipitation, just that wind shift to a northerly direction. We do get a little cooler overnight, and that means we stay a little cooler tomorrow. But then low pressure starts to build up out of the southwest. The center of this system, I expect, is going to start out, oh, down around Oklahoma, head toward Missouri, Illinois, and over toward western Ohio by the time we make our way to Saturday. And just because it moves up out of the southwest, a little precipitation possibility showing up late Friday or Friday night, almost anywhere. And especially then Saturday night or into early Sunday when snow and some rain and snow, the heaviest in far southeast Wisconsin. But the conditions will be a little more sloppy again as we wrap up our weekend and start toward Monday. Temperatures don't get all that cold. In fact, stay around and above normal right into next week as well. So the precipitation we get probably won't be around for too long. The sun and the temp should help to clear it up just a little bit. Doesn't sound like the worst of news, but there will be more precipitation chances, especially now later this weekend and just toward the early start of next week. I'll have forecast details right after this. The holiday spirit is in full swing at Bavaria Sausage. Hello again, everybody. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here for Bavaria Sausage, located online for your shopping convenience, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, BavariaSausage.com, or better yet, get the holiday spirit and swing by their retail location open Monday through Fridays, 9 until 5 on the corner of Nesbitt Road, Fitchrona Road in Fitchburg. You will not run out of holiday spirit there. With more than 1,500 items available for sale online, there's an answer for everyone's gift question. And speaking of gifts, nothing more authentic and welcome than the gift boxes, custom made by Bavaria Sausage. And do be sure to check back often because they're adding items all the time. Get your order in now for the big bird at the center of the table, those hams, or what about beef roast for your holiday celebration? They'll take care of it all. Again, Bavaria Sausage, open 24 hours a day, seven days a week online, BavariaSausage.com. All right, buddy, let's uh, talk details. Like we said, today is going to be real manageable. Then we start dropping degrees, and even though we're staying staying dry, you're going to notice it. Yeah, you will notice it. It's going to be a little cooler. Let's talk about some mostly sunny skies for this Thursday. A little breezy now and again. Not a big problem, though. Low 40s for a lot of us. Yesterday, uh, most of us were in the 40s. We'll be around 42 or 43 today. Southwest winds this morning, 5 to 10, becoming northwest as we head to and through the afternoon. A few more clouds build in tonight in the mid or upper 20s with the northwest winds about 5 to 10. Mostly cloudy Friday. And in the far south, the chance of a little snow yet late afternoon A light snow chance building in late in the night for most of the rest of us then. Uh, Tomorrow about 35 for the high. The northeast wind at 5 to 15. There may be a little snow early Saturday in the south and east. And otherwise a mostly cloudy Saturday. Upper 30s, that's still, you know, about normal. And the north winds will be around 5 to 10. More likely, Pam, uh, late Saturday night into Sunday. Some snow and a rain-snow mix trying to edge in. Could mean a little sloppiness for the day. All right. Well, we'll see what you have to say about that tomorrow. Like uh, Stan just said, we got Farm Bureau Convention this weekend, so you always know there's going to be some wild card that comes into the forecast.
Yeah, there's got to be some ice or something with that. <laughs> yeah. All right, buddy. We'll catch you tomorrow. Thanks, Stu. All right. See ya. Stu Mucker, Ag Meteorologist, with the weather details that you're looking for on a Thursday morning. Like we said, today going to be pretty manageable, but you might want to change your game plan before we get to Monday of next week. We'll find out. We'll get you squared away. Speaking of squared away, they're squared away in Stoughton. Emmy Roth, a new cheese processing facility. Stories on the way. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Everyone dreams of that one special day. I'm not talking about a wedding day, a push present, or a big anniversary. I'm talking about a special day made just for you. Maybe you paid off the mortgage, finished a marathon, left the dork who couldn't see you for the amazing person you are. It's different for everyone, but it's a day that needs celebrating with a custom piece to bring a Mona Lisa smile to your face. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. Hi, it's Tori DeVito. In every family, small conversations can make a big impact. I grew up on tour with my parents. Kind of different, but we bonded over music just like other families do over sports, camping, or other interests. And we talked. Little everyday conversations from silly to serious that built a foundation over time. Honest conversations, like when my dad shared his experiences as an alcoholic. Your honesty about that part of your life gave me a sense of integrity that I wanted to uphold in my own life. And I was so grateful that you and mom had become these sober, stable people who were always there for me. I wanted you to know from someone who's been in recovery more than 30 years now, that hard work is what creates success, not alcohol or other drugs, whether it's music or anything else. I said it a lot, and I'm glad you took it to heart. Talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. You can't change the price of gas or groceries, but you can change the amount of your energy bill. Benjamin Plumbing is now a certified dealer of Renai tankless water heaters. The number one tankless water heater in North America. They're up to 40% more energy efficient and provide endless hot water. Stop wasting tons of energy keeping 40, 50, even 75 gallons of water hot day and night with your old water heater. Call Benjamin Plumbing today and learn more about the new state-of-the-art energy-efficient Renai tankless water heaters, including a factory-extended warranty. Save money with endless hot water for your home with a new Renai water heater from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Legacy Exteriors. Just pick up the phone and let us leave a legacy on your home. Roofing windows, gutters, siding, and decks. Can Legacy do it? You bet. Better prices, better warranties. Legacy always makes it easy. Go to Legacy-Exteriors.com. Legacy Exteriors. Just pick up the phone and let us leave a legacy on your home. We're on mutual insurance. 
Keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. Create the floors you love this season with DIY and budget-friendly flooring from Wiseway. With Wiseway Flooring's direction, you'll only need to be moderately handy to accomplish brand new floors. I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Economwalk. See how our do-it-yourself products might be the right thing for you. Commercial or residential, the wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. How is it that we can have smokers' lines without ever smoking? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Smokers or lip lines can occur not only because of smoking, but other factors, such as talking, drinking from a straw, genetics, and age related fat loss. The most simple and effective treatment for this problem is a combination of dermal fillers such as Juvederm, which can smooth and fill those fine lines as well as hydrate the lips. Also, a neuromodulator such as Botox can be used in small amounts to relax those pursing muscles. At Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie, this treatment results in a natural, more youthful appearance of the mouth and often lasts a year or longer. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Braylon Allen going to the NFL draft. Uh, let's see here. Mel Kuyper has him as the 10th best running back in this upcoming spring's draft. I think Rosie. Zach Halper nailed it when we were talking to him uh, yesterday about Braylon Allen potentially declaring for the NFL draft, being a fourth, fifth round pick. That's totally where I would have said I would have slotted him. Yeah. Probably like early fifth round is what I was thinking. I saw someone also have a hot take that Braylon Allen will succeed greatly in the NFL and he'll be a pro bowler by year two, three as a linebacker. <laughs> Interesting. I, I feel like he's not going back at, uh, I think he's staying as a running back at this point. I think he's staying as a running back. Yeah. He was uh, hanging out with Derek Henry over the off season, uh, trying to get, you know, uh, Derek Henry's diet, you know, practicing with him, trying to model his game after him. I don't know, Rowdy, despite what is he 20 years old? He turns 20 in January. 19 years old. There's a lot of mileage on that body, though, already, isn't there? I well, mean, it's, and it all started with COVID of 2020. Remember, he was still in high school. Yeah. And that was when 17 he, years old. Yeah, that was when he played the spring season and then rolled that into his first year with the Wisconsin Badgers in the fall. So he never really got any time off from his body. You know, his body never got any time off. He played in the spring then went into fall, or I guess it would be summer, but it was, you know, camps fall, and practices yeah. with Wisconsin Badgers, then played in the fall, became the running back, blah, blah, blah. He basically played two football seasons in one. Yep. Feels like his body never got a break from that and really never 100%, you know, healed up or stayed healthy after that. Now, is it because maybe he's younger? I don't know. He looks pretty mature for a guy that's 19 years old. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, was it playing two football seasons in one calendar year? 
Maybe has it been bad luck? Maybe. Yeah. But uh, it felt like he was a guy that needed to get to the NFL because, yeah, he's had a lot of mileage on that body. Yeah, Zach said what is I don't think it was how he would make his draft stock any higher coming back next yeah, year. Yeah, I don't, I don't see that either. So good for him. Get your money. Can you imagine you're 19 years old and you just cleared for the NFL draft and you're foregoing your, your last year? You're like, yep. I'm not even 20 yet, dude, and I'm going to the NFL. It's, well, the Packers had a guy like that, UCLA, Kenny Clark. Kenny Clark, when he, was, uh, he wasn't even 21, I don't think. When he, he was still in classes when the Packers drafted him. Yeah, he would, he would have been about a year older than yeah. what Braylon Allen was. I, I, I don't know what the youngest guy drafted is. Uh, um, don't quote me, but Amobia Koye for the Houston Texans, he was young as hell. Why don't you have a seat? Have a seat right here. You'll have to look him up. Yeah. Um, 19. He, like, he, was, he was, like, so smart that he had moved up like a grade or two and he was good and physically very mature for his age. I want to say he was like, yeah, here you go. Oh, yep. Uh, what made history is the youngest player ever drafted in the NFL in 2007 at the age of 19. Uh, yeah, he was a freak. He was like a freak mentally and physically. He was like a really smart dude. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. There's a lot of stuff on this guy. The youngest player to ever be drafted. The 10th overall pick. In I want to say he was, like, so smart that he, like, skipped, like, multiple grades. <laughs> and then he also had the body to go with it where it's like, wow, not only is this guy, like, a genius, but he's built, like, a 35-year-old man at 15. Yeah, I'm looking at pictures of him. He does look like a th- he's got that 30, he's got that man body. Um, wow, look at that guy. He's a big boy. Texans from 07 to uh, 2010, then the Bears one year. I think he played at Louisville. Uh, yeah, right. Good job, Brody. 2003 to 2006, Louisville. Look at that. Uh, which Saturday? Cards up. Cards up, Bears down. Because he played for the Bears, too. Yeah. Right, there you go. Go to Braylon Allen now. Braylon Allen declares for the NFL draft yesterday. I think we all kind of figured that was coming, right? Like, you know, we already talked what Zach said yesterday, saying that, like, I don't think his draft stock's going to get any higher. We all figured Braylon Allen was going to the NFL, yes? Yeah. Right? 100%. Yeah. And I, like I said, I said this earlier in the show, I always thought he was a fourth, fifth-round pick. Zach Halpern said that yesterday took the words right out of my mouth. I don't really think he gets into a top 100 pick yeah. coming back. If anything, it's just more wear and tear on his body, carrying the football the way that Wisconsin needs him to carry the football. Mm-hmm. This is the best decision for Braylon Allen, 100%. Yeah, so he finishes with 3,494 yards. That's ninth most in school history, trailing only Melvin Gordon among runners from the state of Wisconsin. So he's second from the state. His 35 touchdowns rank outside the top 10 while his per-carry average of 5.9 is uh, fourth all-time. When you think of Wisconsin running backs, where does Braylon Allen rank for you guys? I mean, is it right there with his stats, ninth in the yardage overall? Like, do you think he's a top-10 all-time running back I don't think Wisconsin? he can. There's no way in my mind he can get into the top three at Wisconsin. No, yeah, there's, there's no zero way. shot at yeah. top three. Maybe you could argue top five. I don't know. I feel like there's so many guys. That's the thing. She's sweeter than a glass of chocolate milk and louder than a morning rooster. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Ryan Yonkman, Vice President of EverAg, is joining us in just a little bit to focus in on why the dairy markets are acting the way they are. Had a pretty good run yesterday as far as our cheese market and butter was up, but uh, the fluid milk contracts, they continue to kind of suffer. We'll talk with Ryan in just a little bit. Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation wants to introduce legislation that would allow them to provide health care options for the state's farmers. That's also on the way. And Wisconsin, home to so many great cheesemakers, another new state-of-the-art cheese operation coming online in Stoughton. Why Stoughton? Nate Zimdars will tell us all about it in just a second. Weather-wise, what I can tell you is today should be another glorious day. 
mostly sunny, 43. A little bit of a breeze out of the west, about 10 miles an hour. Tomorrow, cloudy and 38. Saturday, cloudy and 39. Sunday morning, be careful on the way to church or whatever you might be doing. Some possible morning snow showers on Sunday, 37 the expected high. Then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday next week, partly sunny in the mid to upper 30s. I'm Pam Yankee on this, the 30th day of November. What can I tell you? On this day in 1940, comedic stars Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz actually got married. Yeah, they were married for 20 years uh, had a son and a daughter, and a very successful comedy sitcom series. I Love Lucy stars Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz got married on this day in 1940. On this day in 1982, Michael Jackson's Thriller is released worldwide. For some reason, I thought that was released closer to Halloween, but I guess maybe it's just the the themes that we pick up in that music. That album that had nine tracks won eight Grammys, including the Album of the Year in 1984. It was released on this day, 1982. Thriller. And now you know, big celebration yesterday down in Stoughton. A new state-of-the-art cheese operation came online, and Nate Zimdars was there. Did someone say there's a new cheese facility in Wisconsin? You cheddar believe it. I'm Nate Zimdars with the Midwest Farm Report, and Emmy Roth the U.S. subsidiary of Switzerland-based Emmy Group that makes award-winning cheeses that are sold all across the world just cut the ribbon to their new corporate headquarters and production facility in Stoughton. Tim Omer is the president and managing director for Emmy Roth and shares his first thoughts on the opening of this new facility and what the future has in store. I feel excited. I feel nervous. All the feelings you can imagine when you're opening something up in regards to, especially if it's really at the scale. Are things working the right way? They never do. Every day we're getting better, but we have a timeline where we have to hit it or else we're not going to be supplying our customers with their cheese. So it's really exciting. I mean, it's the community, the state, the support that we're getting is amazing. And so we're really excited about it. Now, why Stoughton? Ooh, that's a great question. So we did a study. We, we have three manufacturing facilities in the state of Wisconsin. We also have a distribution center. So our places are like Seymour, which is near Green Bay, Platteville, southwest part, and then the south central in Monroe. And then if you look at all of our traffic lanes, we sell cheese all over the United States. And so if you do a study on traffic miles, location, we, we basically drew a big goose egg, and it was about as far north as the forest, as far south as south of Rockford. And we did a search, and we found... Stoughton. Stoughton found us, and it's been just a great deal, a great match. Now let's talk about this specific facility. What are the plans for this facility? What is all going to be included? What kind of products are you going to be putting out there? Yeah, so what we're doing here is we take our the cheese that we're manufacturing. So we manufacture bulk cheese in our plants, and then we're taking the cheese here, and then here we'll be chunking it, shredding it, crumbling it, things of that sort, be done here. But also we have a distribution facility that has, I think we're 8,000 pallet positions, which we'll also be doing. So we'll be consolidating our load here and then shipping them all over the U.S. Roughly how much cheese is going to be coming out of this facility? So, Can you give us a ballpark? Oh yeah, for sure. So we're talking about the plan is for next year, 30 million pounds. So that means about 300 million pounds of milk is basically going through this facility. And the plan was within five years, we'll have 100 million pounds of cheese, which is going to be, what is that, a billion pounds of milk that'll be through this facility. And how many employees are you going to need at this facility to support all the work, all, all the 30 million pounds you're looking to put out? Good question. That's our biggest concern. That was our biggest concern. We've actually had some really good 
results in regards to recruiting and finding people. Also, the reason that we're in Dane County is because there's people here and we need people. So far, I think we've got 100 people on staff right now and we continue to recruit. Also, our corporate office is here. So myself all the way to you know everybody that works at the management levels in this facility also. So it's a lot of people. What products are you seeing the most response to so far? We used to sell cheese in bulk to like retailers, and then they would cut it in their own stores. With pandemic issues and just with employment issues, our customers started going more for conversion. So we really, the plan here was, hey, we're going to do the work for the customer here. And so then when they are putting it in their case, that it's going to be easy for them to do it. And it's going to be something that the consumer is going to want to buy. Now, what does the future look like at this point in time, both for this facility, but also Emmy Roth's footprint in the United States? So I have my plans and the company has their plans. Our plans are to grow a CAGR year over year of about 10%, which is in a market that maybe is growing 1%. That's a relatively aggressive number. But we also, we're looking, we're just beginning, we're looking to grow. We're looking to add on more manufacturing. We're looking to expand the conversion facility and the warehouse already. I say it's too small, but I don't think the executive team and so wants to hear that, but it's the truth. Our business is growing. We'll have a record month this month in sales. Is there a possibility that you could expand into different types of cheeses or different styles of cheeses, or are you feeling pretty comfortable with where you are right now? So we love the cheese. We love the cheeses that we're manufacturing. Uh, we are always looking for market trends. We want to be relevant to our, our customer and our consumer, and so we're open to manufacturing other types of cheeses. It's just contingent on what the consumer is looking for. I mean, one of the things that our CEO in Switzerland, she's market, 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 and so we're very focused on the consumer, very focused on the market, and if there's an opportunity, for sure we we, uh, we're interested in manufacturing additional cheeses. So bottom line, what makes this facility here unique from all of the other facilities that you have up and running right now? So conversion, I mean, and then also the warehousing. It's a state-of-the-art pick warehouse where we were, our current warehouse is all for bulk, not for being able to take orders from customers around the country and then palletize those orders in this facility. So it's very forward thinking. It's very, when it comes to warehousing, very technically forward. And on the conversion side of it, we just need a capacity. I mean, one of the things, we still have lots of converters that do product for us, but we just had to add capacity so that we, I'm not going to say we supplement them, but that they can supplement us. And there's lots more opportunities to come. Tim and the entire Emmy Roth team carry much excitement for the future of Emmy Roth and the various cheeses they create. This new facility is just one example of the continued growth of dairy processing right here in America's Dairyland. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Nate Zimdars. It's as simple as one, two, three friends buy your farm and ranch trucks from a certified agriculture dealership, get 30 grand back in farm supply savings through AgPack. That's a 60% return on a $50,000 truck. Just go to agtrucktrader.com, register for your unique AgPack ID number, good to use at any certified ag dealer in the country for as many trucks as you want, and then search the inventory of only certified ag dealers all in one spot. agtrucktrader.com Looking for row crop equipment? Steffes Group is conducting the Tice Brothers Farm Retirement Auction in Verona. Their clean, well-maintained equipment includes tractors, combines, headers, planters, and much more. This timed online auction closes Tuesday, December 5th at 1 p.m. Go to steffesgroup.com right now for photos and a complete list of equipment to be sold. Don't miss the Tice Brothers Farm Retirement Auction closing Tuesday, December 5th at 1 p.m. That's S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com.
Talking all things dairy with Ryan Yonkman from Everag in just a moment. Yesterday, barrel cheese was up five and three quarter cents at 148 and a half. 40 pound black cheese, though, that was down two at 159. Double A butter on Wednesday, five and a half cents higher at 262 and a quarter. This morning, class three milk for December's up three at 1614. January up two. 16.24. December corn's currently two cents higher at 4.52. January soybeans are up just a half at 13.47. July new crop wheat's down two at 6.11. Beginning tomorrow, the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation kicks off their annual convention in Wisconsin Dells with their Young Farmer event. We'll see you there. One of the topics of discussion is the Farm Bureau's desire to bring another health care option to Wisconsin for Farm Bureau members. Kevin Krenz, president of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau, says they've introduced legislation asking for a one-off exception from state insurance regulators to allow an existing model of health insurance that's being offered by Farm Bureaus in seven other states to come to Wisconsin. Keep you posted on that one. And uh, obviously more details from the state convention beginning tomorrow. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Goodman's Jewelers has been providing a sparkle to Madison since 1933. That's a lot of great memories. John Hayes for Goodman's Jewelers. We've been caring for generations of customers, and during that time our strengths have been trust, service, and selection. Those traits are who we are, and that will never change. Goodman's Jewelers, a destination worth reaching. 220 State Street, goodmansjewelers.com. The best is at Goodman's. While you spent a lot more time around your home the last couple of years, you may have noticed a few things you'd like to have spruced up. Sign up for W.E. Davies Handyman Membership, and they'll help you stay ahead of the maintenance and repairs with a professional result. Boycott putting things off. W.E. Davies & Sons Remodeling brings a fresh perspective to your building project. We're a local family business with services from handyman fixes to living space upgrades. For stunning, transformative results, visit wedaviesremodeling.com. Have you ever had an MRI through the hospital where you're crunched inside a scary tube-like tunnel? MH Imaging in Middleton provides the spacious comfort of a completely open design MRI, the most updated concept in MRIs. It's an open MRI, open for everyone, regardless of insurance or doctor affiliation, for a fraction of the cost of a medical system. And the results are available the same day, providing you with answers you need to know now. Visit mhimaging.com. Recently, the U.S. Navy delivered tons of food to hungry people halfway around the world. But you could help someone in your own community simply by donating a can of soup. Last week, a Navy doctor saved the life of a total stranger. Just like you could by giving a pint of blood. The men and women of America's Navy do some amazing things to make the world a better place. So can you. Whether it's by donating food or simply giving time right in your own backyard. Brought to you by America's Navy. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, it looks like we're sticking with a cheese theme this Thursday morning. Welcome back in, everybody. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Youngke. Tickled to have along with us Ryan Yonkman, Vice President, one of the real leaders of the Ever Ag crew that's always on tap for us to try to talk more about dairy. And I was teasing Ryan about... Uh, 
uh, Tim Omer, the president and uh, managing director of Emmy Roth in Wisconsin, very, very pro on cheese, very bullish on cheese and what they're doing with their uh, partners. <laughs> like you said, Ryan, the market's not necessarily as excited about cheese as Tim Omer is. Yeah, no, it is not right now. We are, you know, supposed to be making hay right now in demand season here domestically. And really what we've seen is, is some major concerns on the dam, demand front, excuse me, uh, with some slowdowns. We know consumer debt is very high. We know student loans have kicked in. And that has started to really showcase itself at the retail level, at the food service level. Uh, and so we've seen a, a pretty good pullback in the U.S. cheese price here. Uh, as we stare at this moment, you're talking around a dollar fifty-three block barrel average, dollar forty-eight barrel. Uh, that's the lowest price we've seen since this past June. And to go even further back, you got to go all the way back to really the 2021. So a low price in a still very high cost infrastructure for our dairies. Uh, this is not a profitable class three level, uh, and really is creating headwinds now and looking forward if this demand thing that we're talking about doesn't get going. Are we getting beat out by somebody in the world marketplace, Ryan? So that that is the, you know, the North Star, the most encouraging thing right now for reasons to go higher is we are the cheapest in the world right now. Uh, and European prices uh, not only are higher than us, but they've been moving higher now for about a month. Uh, so when we talk cheese, we usually like to talk European mozzarella prices. Uh, and they're trading about 185, maybe a little higher than that. So when you compare that to U.S., right, in the high 140s, uh, on paper, we're very export friendly. Uh, and that's been true now here for about a few weeks. Uh, so now it's just a matter of either A, uh, we are indeed value and about to get some exports off, or B, look, we've known European milk production has gotten really quite snug. They're down about 2% right now, and that is a bullish factor on its own. Uh, but we're waiting to see if their price rise over there, if it's a flash in the pan off milk production, or if we've got some demand factors in play. And that's kind of what we're waiting to be seen here going into Q1. You know, that's, that milk production issue is not something that's going to go away. I'm hearing it time and time again at different conferences that really the United States is the only place witnessing, exp- you know, the potential for expanded milk production. Everybody else pretty much locked down. I heard from Fonterra this week. Uh, Arla says the same thing about their headquarters in uh, Denmark. I mean, if anybody's going to go up in 2024, it looks like it should be us. Yeah, and even that, I think, is a really hard bet to make. It's not one I would. I know that because uh, we have our own set of constraints here. Um, you know, one from a giant lack of profitability, two from a giant um, cost of doing business, right? Interest rates are extremely high. Uh, and three, probably the most important, uh, our heifer supply is very, very tight as well. Um, so really, I think you take that conversation and, and I, we would, for the most part, expand that and say this is a global issue in regards to um, where you're going to see major milk production growth in the upcoming year. Um, and so I see headwinds here for the U.S. as well. 
Ryan Yangpin's along with us. If you're just joining us, he's one of the vice presidents, uh, the lead folks at uh, EverAg. You can find him online, ever.ag. Ryan, let's talk just a little bit more about, like you said, this cost of production situation and what's going on. There had been discussion that there were going to be some major, I think they were cheese plants, I'm not positive, uh, Kansas pops to mind, that were on the drawing boards. You talk about interest rates. Are some of those potential... Uh, processing facilities, are they still on track or are they on ice? So the, there is is quite a few plants coming up. Uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, one in Kansas. We've got a Hillmark cheese plant uh, coming on board. We've got a Laprino cheese plant. We've got a powder plant in Washington and Pasco. Those are kind of a few of the big three. Uh, those are all set to commission, I think, for the most part in early 2025, Q1-ish. And from my understanding, are on pace, um, you know, steel's going up. Uh, what becomes interesting for those plants that we just talked about in the prior segment is what's the milk production curve going to look like when they're ready? And if you were trying to diagnose that today, it's one of like, uh, man, I'm not sure where all this milk's going to come from. Um, seems like you're going to really displace the milk in order to see those plants run full, uh, which frankly for a dairyman could be a good problem a year from now. You think even for us poor folks stranded in the central United States on Class 3 ever? I mean, let's face it, Ryan, we are an area that has been, uh, you know, we don't ship our milk that far usually. Yeah, no, I mean, I think the reality is this. Anytime you can increase competition for milk, that's a good thing. Uh, The closer you are to it, obviously that can help with things like freight and trucking. Um, But if we're talking about a situation where, we think we've got new capacity that's about to outpace our supply curve. Uh, that really should be good for everybody. Might be better for others, but uh, than some. But that that's a supply demand equation win. Uh, if we truly don't pour on the milk production this year, which as of now we don't see that coming. Hey, uh, just one final question for you, Ryan. Back to that uh, holiday seasonal demand. So we're final day in November. Couple weeks left into December. Is there any life in the corpse yet as far as that holiday demand spike that, like you said, historically we've lived by? Yeah, you know, for cheese, there is. Um, you know, cheese has a longer tail on it because of Christmas and then Super Bowl. Uh, you can still see another round yet of holiday orders that can take us into the first few weeks of December. Uh, for products like butter, we're, we're through it. Uh, Thanksgiving was kind of the highlight, and that really starts to slow down. But we've got a week or two yet, for sure. Typically, a holiday orders for cheese uh, that can maybe uh, you know bring some good news to this cheese market for us. My friend, you absolutely rock. I appreciate you getting up with us this morning, Ryan Yonkman. Again, like I said, one of the vice presidents, the lead people you want to touch base with when it comes to our Ever Ag staff. Good enough to join us on a Thursday and give us our prognostication. Have a have a great holiday, Ryan. We appreciate it. Again, like we said, if you want to find them, all you need to do is go to ever.ag. You'll find Ryan's contact information as well as the rest of the staff, many of which are right here in Wisconsin. So please make use of of their advice. We'll catch you tomorrow morning before the Farm Bureau event. A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option.